Welcome to OK-ish, a podcast all about mental health in the modern world. I'm Mary Ellen Dance, a licensed mental health therapist, here to strip away misunderstandings about therapy and share exactly what I do in an honest way. Don't worry, you won't hear inspirational quotes or be told to spend more time doing self-care. I'm here to get to the real stuff using my own experiences as a therapist and as a really messy human being. Come and laugh at yourself with me as you learn not how to become great, but how to become okay-ish. Happy okay-ish Wednesday, everybody. As always, I'm your host, Mary Ellen Dance, a licensed mental health therapist and a very okay-ish human being. Thank you so much for being here with me again today. As a reminder, if you're interested in more mental health info, activities, resources, journal prompts, workbooks, Q&A sessions with me, and other fun merchandise, maybe a holiday gift, you better believe that my family is all getting okay-ish stuff for Christmas, (laughs) join the okay-ish crew over on Patreon. You can find a link to that on my Instagram account under Mary Ellen Dance or on my website, maryellendance.com. So thanks. That would be great. I just want to give you guys as much information as possible. So getting into what we're going to talk about today, we talk about pretty serious stuff on here, right? And we're going to get a little bit more serious in the coming weeks because I have a plan to roll out a new diagnosis each month where I'll dedicate the month to kind of a diagnosis and an episode specifically to what that diagnosis really means, the stigmas around it, and all that good stuff. And you know, We have to be pretty serious on this show because mental health is serious and mental health is scary and it's certainly not to be taken lightly. But we've still got to have some fun, right? And I was actually reminded recently how often we really take ourselves all too seriously and sometimes we need to take a step back, laugh at ourselves, stop complicating everything for ourselves. And embrace just being okay-ish. So today, I want to share with you some of the ways that sometimes, once in a while, my job is really the easiest thing in the entire world. So disclaimer, mental health is really serious, you guys. We can't laugh away mental health concerns. Being a therapist is super tough because we therapists hold space for other people's deepest traumas, and we have to be careful how we handle that so as not to make things worse and to only be helping others. But for today, I want to talk about how sometimes we complicate things for ourselves. And sometimes the answer is really just right in front of our faces. And my job can be really easy when all I have to do is simply point that out. All right. So now that I have my little disclaimer out of the way, what reminded me of this topic is that recently we went through an election. I don't know if you're aware, but you know, we voted for the next United States president. No big deal. It was a little dramatic, to say the least. So if you follow me on Instagram, you have been able to see that I coped with the stress of the election by sharing hilarious memes. Seriously, go look up 2020 election memes because they were fantastic. But I got a lot of flack for this. I was told things like, you know, people are really stressed out by the election. You should be taking it seriously. Of course I was taking it seriously. 
of course I was supporting those people who were stressed out and working through some of the stress. But man, sometimes you got to take a step back and look at funny memes. So when I wasn't looking at funny memes, and when I actually was talking to clients about their stress from the election and how to manage that and cope with that, my advice was literally always the same. And that was, if the news is stressful, turn it off. You guys, I got to be honest. I didn't need seven years of college to come up with that nugget of wisdom. But sometimes that's what we need to hear. Like, hello, right in front of you. The news is stressing you out. Turn it off. The other night, I saw a friend of mine and she came up to me and she said, oh my gosh, Mary Ellen, I am so glad I ran into you because I'm depressed. After all the election nonsense and the COVID-19 pandemic and currently COVID cases are spiking again, I just feel so depressed. So you know what I said in response? I was just like, yeah, me too. It sucks. I think I disappointed her. I think she was hoping for some words of wisdom. But what else was I going to say in that moment? Don't worry. It'll be okay-ish. I mean, that's true. But I don't think that that would have helped her in that moment. There's a good portion of my job where my response is simply, wow, that sucks. Because guess what? A lot of things do suck. And I'm not afraid to say that. So in thinking about how we complicate things for ourselves, how sometimes, you know, my response is just saying that sucks or pointing out the obvious, like turning off the news when it's stressing you out. I was reminiscing on client conversations where I felt that I've done this. And it happens a lot. And it's not because we're not all really smart human beings, because we are. It's because when we're in it, it's really hard to see the forest through the trees. And it happens to me too. So a few months ago, I did a three-day cleanse. You know, like one of those health things where for three days, all you do is like drink water and protein shakes and tea and basically just eat vegetables. Well, at the day and a half mark, I was falling apart. I was literally like a small child having a meltdown in the grocery store. Like that's that's what it was. That's what it looked like. I was tired and cranky and crying and just plain melting down. And someone else had to say to me, hey, Mary Ellen, I think the problem might be that you're hungry. <laughs> it took someone else saying that for me to realize, oh, wait a minute, that might be the answer. And guess what? Once I ate a burger and some fries, I was like a new person. So FYI, if you're doing a cleanse, definitely don't ask me for my advice because my day and a half of a cleanse was truly horrifying and it ended with a burger and tears. (laughs) But just like I do, it, I see this with clients a lot. I will never forget a few years ago when I had a 10-year-old client in my office. Her mom was present and the mom was sharing how she was worried that the 10-year-old had anger issues. And so at being a therapist, I obviously asked more questions. And the mom shared a story of how a few days prior to this appointment, the 10-year-old was yelling at her older sister and yelling really nasty things like, I hope you die. Not nice at all, right? That's concerning. We don't want that to happen. So while mom was sharing this story, the 10-year-old was clearly uncomfortable, most likely due to embarrassment or shame. She clearly didn't feel good about what she had done. 
And so I asked mom, well, what did you do to intervene when 10-year-old said this to the sister? And mom's response was, I kid you not. Oh, you know, I try to stay out of their fights. Now, this mom is a smart woman, great woman. But sometimes the obvious answer of when a 10-year-old is yelling, it doesn't necessarily mean they have an anger problem. It means they need a parent to intervene. It's like almost too obvious. (laughs) I said that and she was like, oh, yeah, I probably should. I'm like, oh my gosh, what have you been doing? But again, it's not because she's not smart or aware. It's just we can't see what's right in front of us. Have you ever noticed yourself doing this? Have you ever noticed that like we completely make things harder on ourselves? Now, I will say one of the many fun parts of my job is working with people to explore why we make things more complicated or harder on ourselves. Because there's always underlying reasons, right? There's always underlying habits, patterns, childhood stuff, all that good psychology business. But for today, I just want to point out that we all do it. Gretchen Rubin wrote a book called The Happiness Project, where she took a year to discover how to be happy and wrote a book about it. It's really great. I highly suggest it. But there is one chapter, I kid you not, where she tells you to take ibuprofen when you have a headache. That is one of the secrets to being happy, is taking ibuprofen when your head hurts. Seems really obvious. I remember when I first read this book, kind of laughing out loud at that part. Like, okay, why is this a best-selling book if that's the advice she's giving? But let me ask, How many times have you had a headache and been like, oh no, it's not bad enough to take ibuprofen. It's fine. Just take the damn ibuprofen. It's there for a reason. Literally every time I take ibuprofen, I think of this book because I've done that before too, where I'm like, oh, I'm just going to suffer through it. There are things we can do to make our lives easier. It's just a matter of seeing what's right in front of us. So there's a famous story that I learned in school. Actually, I have no idea if it's famous or not, but a grad professor of mine told me the story. So I I guess I assume it's a famous story, (laughs) but I'll never forget it because it shows how we get in our own ways. So the story goes like this. There's a little boy in kindergarten and every picture he turns into his kindergarten teacher is drawn in black crayon. And so the teacher notices and kind of keeps an eye on it. And the pictures continue to be in all black. So the teacher ends up telling the parents. And the parents start to worry that their poor kindergartner is depressed or something worse. So they bring in a therapist. And the therapist meets with the young boy and says to the young boy, Hey, why do you keep drawing with only a black crayon? And the young boy responds by saying, Well, I sit in the last row. And the crayons are passed back to me. So all that's left by the time I get the box of crayons is black. Needless to say, this child was thankfully not depressed. The mystery was solved. It's stuff like that. We can't see what's right in front of our faces. Again, mental health is real and it's scary and it's not something that we can joke away. We have to be very aware that other people may have things going on under the surface that we don't know about. It's always a good idea to get our own mental health checked out, just like we get our physical health checked. But every so often, 
The answer is right in front of us, and we may need just a little nudge to help point it out. So why do we all do this, right? Unfortunately, there's no one answer for why we do this. Lots and lots of things play a factor, such as what we're taught to focus on, how we're taught to understand or interpret problems, all of our external stressors that are going on that are changing our mindset and focus, personality differences. I could go on and on about what affects it. But lots of things different affects it, and we all have these blind spots. So there was a study done in 1999 that is still used today. You can find it on YouTube. It's great. It's like a good party trick to play with your friends. So I recently showed this to one of my college psychology classes I teach because it's still used often. It's a video. It was made by Chris Chobris and Daniel Simons. And it's a video of two three-person teams playing basketball. So six people total are in the screen. And one team is wearing white and the other team is wearing black. People are told to watch the video and count how many times the players in white pass the ball. Seems like a simple task, right? The video is about 60 seconds long. And 50% of people, half of all people, after watching the video, are able to say correctly how many times the ball was passed between players. However, those same 50% of people have no idea that during the video, a gorilla walks by through the screen. I should specify, it's not a real gorilla. It is a human in a gorilla costume. 50% of people do not see the gorilla. And if you go to YouTube and look this video up, the person in the gorilla costume walks through the screen, not only walks through the screen, stops in the middle and like pounds on on their chest (laughs) and walks out of the screen. Right? When When I show this to classes and when I show this to people and they don't see the gorilla. And then I show it to them again. They're like, how in the world did I miss that gorilla walking through the screen? Like, how did I miss that? Well, because a lot of us do. Because we're so focused on a task, like counting the amount of passes between the players wearing white, that we completely miss the gorilla. It always makes me wonder how many things are right in front of us that we're missing. Seriously, because I bet it's a lot. So I do want to add in, there's no need to beat ourselves up over this. We all do it. We all make things more complicated. We all miss things right in front of us. But what would happen if we started to see the forest through the trees? What would happen if we tried to zoom out 30,000 feet to take a look at what's going on around us or tried to see it from somebody else's perspective? You know. What would happen if we turned off the television when the news was stressful or if we took ibuprofen when we had a headache? We might just feel better. My parents are very no-nonsense people, very straightforward. Like, for example, growing up, there were only two rules in our house. And those two rules were be nice and talk nice. And when you think about it, those two rules really encompass everything. So like my parents would often say, Well, you stayed out later than you told us you would. Was that nice? (laughs) Very silly, but also fairly effective. But anyways, they're no-nonsense people. They are not interested in overcomplicating things. They are very straightforward. So when my siblings and I were little, 
if we were ever in a bad mood or throwing a fit or just, you know, regular kid cranky, my dad would say, do you need a nap? And if we would say no, he would say, okay, then you must need to poop. And literally 90% of the time, napping or pooping would solve the crankiness. I mean, let's be honest, you guys, that still solves a lot of problems for many of us adults. (laughs) So the point of me talking about this today is to sometimes be able to take that step back and see what's right in front of us and not overcomplicate things. One of my favorite memes, if you can tell, I really love memes, says something to the effect of, Before you go diagnosing yourself with depression or anxiety, make sure first that you are not just, in fact, surrounded by assholes. (laughs) Normally, at this time in the podcast, I tell all of you to go strive to be okay-ish. But I'm guessing we're already okay-ish and just need to see that okay-ish answer right in front of us. Disclaimer. This podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.